Welcome back to Probably About Politics. This episode, the first of 2020, comes to you in four parts now instead of just three. We're back. We're trying new things. It's going to be good. Maybe. Let's see. We got new things planned. Yeah. 2020 is going to be huge. <laughs> We're always getting down on this show, I feel. So we got a new thing coming, Probably About Positivity is the name that we're going with even though kaylee has not not given any positive reviews of it yeah i i'm but. for it i think it it fits we can still do pap um or yeah or, due to the nature of the show and the segment it doesn't require positive uh feedback from you because it has to be positive right <laughs> yeah um i also my story for that this week is not positive <laughs> yeah so like this but it's was interesting. definitely it's interesting. look i think we we went with like it'll be more positive and i think it's okay if it's just generally more positive than yeah like it's interesting yeah it's interesting don't yeah. worry about it so i'm gonna give a, a rundown of what's happening in austria for that what are you doing kayla uh, okay so <laughs> i'll start and then we'll... wait, wait, wait wait let's give a let's give a let's give a quick overview the whole show okay I think that's oh, you, what you're supposed okay to do. a whole the whole show <laughs> i'm gonna go to new zealand a place that we love um on the pod and a place where i think oh, we can oh, generally nice. find positivity um and interesting okay. policy so we've got some returns to some previous shows but in a positive light this time then we're going to hop over to peru mm-hmm. and we're going to south america for the actual election this episode uh they're having a parliamentary election there right now um yes. it's it's a classic it's a classic probably about politics election. I think it's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to figure out what's going on with Antonio Gutierrez in our uh, Phases of the Moon segment that still needs a new name. And then space news about visualizing atoms walking along a carbon nanotube for the first time ever. And it's really cool. Wow. Uh, I get that it's a story all about seeing something cool mm-hmm. and it doesn't come across necessarily so well in an audio <laughs> format. But five years later and we're thing. still doing visual concepts on podcasts <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's going on in new zealand that's so great Kayla. well it's it's a, a pilot project that they sort of initiated um it's called the better the better rules project um the idea behind it is that governments establish laws and rules and then society has to be governed by them and these laws and rules mm-hmm. are given out to different branches of bureaucracy to try and implement so if you have a, a, a social welfare program that maybe gives a certain amount of money to people meeting this category of uh of of qualifications um and you have to do you have to implement that based on the law that the government has come up with <laughs> Um, this okay. is oftentimes being put in on top of historical practices um, and some and requires a lot of interpretation, probably bureaucracy to bureaucracy, the way that it's implemented may be slightly different. But the mm-hmm. idea behind government is, is that they establish the law and that is how it will be carried out everywhere. So the idea with the Better Rules Project was to create um, machine coded um laws laws that you could implement into your systems that have been coded and then if you have this code it in theory can't be reinterpreted by humans over and over again it would be sent out to everyone it's meant to be the the it's meant to make basically a, a machine consumable rule book um so the implementation of laws will better match the original intent throughout and so this is that like everybody is like treated equally for the law and there's no like 
human bias and like who gets things and like the way things are yeah that's basically the theory and the other idea is that it's easier to see if something is going wrong it may be easier to see where that's happened whereas if human implementation i say how you do it and then you say how you do it and then the third person says how they do it and it's all been passed in a chain per se it's hard to say exactly Mm -hmm. where the implementation went wrong perhaps but if you put the code in it might be easier to root the history okay it's so it's like for like government to government type implementations of like the people actually putting these rules into play Mm -hmm. like they have an unambiguous list of things to to go back yeah in theory and it's meant to and the other idea is that with it's meant to take legislating and laws up to where we are now. Um, things okay. are no longer just paper, pen and paper. We're, we're moving forward. I think that cool. it's maybe you've also tapped on. There are some concerns about it. It does really require you to be um, very like open source with what you're doing and very transparent. Yeah. Um, we get yeah. robot Jacinda Ardern too. Right? Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that in a country like New Zealand, where there's high confidence in your government and high um, priority placed by that government on transparency, maybe this is great. But I think you could see how there might be some downsides to the idea. Whoa, whoa, no negativity. No negativity. I welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> this is excellent. Yeah, it's good. It's, Moving yeah, on. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, so you remember Austria, right? Yeah, country, Europe. They had an election Central. months ago. Yeah. Right, and they didn't have, they had, essentially they've had no government mm-hmm. since um, because there's been this power struggle, right? Yes. Between the left and the right. You remember these like kind of radical right uh, People's Party of Austria, the OVP get elected. Sebastian Kurz was the, the uh, prime minister, but there was nothing going mm-hmm. on. Well, did you see mm-hmm. here i am asking you whether or not you know things but instead of just telling you <laughs> so i'll just tell you there was a coalition struck okay recently with the and it wasn't just any coalition a coalition between the greens <laughs> and the ovp so did you see that i struggled not this... to spoil it i was just about to say oh with the greens <laughs> <laughs> you could spoil no, it. no no carry fine. on this is a back and forth <laughs> um and so this is why I say it's interesting and not necessarily positive, mm-hmm. uh, but it is kind of nobody saw this coming, mm-hmm. right? The entire the entire uh, campaign, they were just like chirping each mm-hmm. other, um, throwing mud. <laughs> uh, but um, now that the Greens hold like so much power, even despite having not very many seats, uh, the government has put forward this new plan to be. Uh, completely electrified mm-hmm. um, as far as automobiles go by 2030 and completely carbon neutral as a country by 2040. Interesting. I think that as yeah. well as uh, funds to place over a million solar panels on roofs. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, this sounds good. Uh, this does seem like good news mostly. And I think it's interesting because when we covered Austria, go back and check that out. Uh, that was the Mm -hmm. climate change was huge that was the election issue and so i mean the ovp were gonna get power no matter Mm -hmm. what right like there i mean they just needed eventually some party was gonna cave and so it seems like a positive story because no matter what they were gonna implement their pretty their you know 
across the board mm-hmm. anti-immigrant uh, policy, which is obviously unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has been kind of uh, seen as a pretty risky play by the Greens mm-hmm. um, because there's definitely some human rights concerns with the way that the OVP may be now treating um, people in Austria. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it comes, it's, it's a really complicated situation because now it's like, oh, we get this potentially great outcome with this green deal. Um, but also to note uh, all of the pretty negative and racist uh, things that are going to be put in place by the OVP, like uh, banning all headscarves under the age of 14 for public school children. Um, those types of things can be implemented pretty easily yeah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Whereas these, green projects will take maybe a decade or two to come to fruition and can easily have the buck passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether or not anything actually happens mm. for this gamble is, uh, remains to be seen, but interesting nonetheless that the greens have made this, have made this play. Yeah. Um, and also hopefully if, a, if voters can see some of these things get implemented, uh, and they actually work, uh, maybe going forward, there could be some positivity coming out of Austria as well and on that front. Yeah, and I think it's like, it's also interesting to see the ways that, the, the way that a government can come to be formed. Like, no matter what, the OVP is going to be somewhat held to what the Green, Greens want in order to successfully govern. There is going to have to be yeah. compromise uh, throughout. Like, it, I don't think it's what either of the end result will no matter what probably not be what either of us would maybe ideally want um but i think you, you see these compromises and sometimes they can be for the better i think it, not to go back to new zealand again but jacinda arden did make a coalition <laughs> with a, a rather like odd couple it's an odd couple coalition that she has um mm-hmm. with a party that is uh, inarguably further right than her but they've still been able to you know you have to work together in these situations and try and make a government that actually represents what the people voted for and I think regardless mm-hmm. of uh, of how we feel about it, the people in Austria did vote for the OVP and they did vote for the Greens. They did. And moving on, speaking of voting, Prue. Prue. <laughs> we have got an election happening in South America that was called after the dissolution of Congress. <laughs> uh, it's a parliamentary election there. The president, um, Martin Vizcarra's, uh, dissolved parliament after... Uh, just widespread corruption scandals, mm-hmm. it seems. Um, and now we have uh, voters who may or may not be wanting to vote, and many, many parties maybe or maybe not getting elected. Uh, it's a it's a hard-to-read election at this point, other than confusion everywhere. <laughs> yes, and hopefully we can, we can try and break down some of that, but it is just general... It, it, it's... It was like to go back and visit. It was like, wow, everything. If 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 you're not paying attention to Latin America right now, a lot is happening there. Yeah. And uh, like governments are. Oh, you heard about Brazil? <laughs> what about Peru? <laughs> what about Peru? What about Figure Chile? What about the? All these countries mm-hmm. are sort of the. There has been an economic downturn after sort of years of of things going really positively. Um and and you know, sort of a meeting of economic downturn with corruption in your government that has been like a massive corruption scandal revealing that the highest, 
highest branches of power are are involved it's it it's enough to shake up it's shaken up brazil it's shaken up chile i think argentina and colombia have all been sort of pulled into um this scandal um and we'll we can get more into that a little bit later but i i think that yeah the the origins of it is so very much tied in a country that does not have any confidence in its uh, governing its primary govern Congress primary governing body like I think twenty or eight percent mm-hmm. of Peruvians trust their Congress, um, and then yeah like they're the they think it's the most corrupt institution, um, and they're the the most uh, coup tolerant country at the moment second to yeah or like and second place is Mexico, so so it's uh, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of upheaval. <laughs> and so, after uh, their new president Viscara uh, dissolved Congress, mm-hmm. there's over eighty percent support of that by mm-hmm. Peruvians. Where, in contrast, of the over twenty parties running in the elections right now, none of them have really more than ten percent support mm-hmm. uh, consistently. And what's interesting to note is that. Uh, to get representation in mm-hmm. parliament in Peru, a party requires more than 5% uh, support to get uh, actual seats. And so there's probably going to be a lot of parties that are between that 5 and 10% um, threshold that end up getting some seats, but not very many because there's just so many parties in play right now. Yeah, it it's like an interest. I think we've seen this in uh, seen variations of this in a couple of countries where we covered where you you're very frustrated that your government is so corrupt is not meeting your needs, but you also have no confidence that if you do vote for anybody, it's it's actually going to change anything. Um, I think they like they yeah. say a huge number of Peruvians, despite having like gone into the streets and protested and demanded that Viscaras get supported to to oust the congress um are now saying yeah. that they're probably either going to like spoil their ballot or not, not vote, vote. <laughs> and it's yeah something like yeah. a third are planning on yeah. just spoiling their ballot yeah right? it's crazy and i think it's just it's just kind of like a a bit of a, a a cycle right where you you don't believe that you're anybody can do anything so you kick them all out but then you've also by not voting you lower the threshold to get elected in <laughs> because it it doesn't take very mm-hmm. much to get voted in if nobody else if nobody's really voting um you need many fewer votes um so it's sort of an interesting problem that really addresses the importance of 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 confidence in your institutions and then also voting yeah and yeah there's it's just been a time of pretty great upheaval in peruvian politics everything's changing the apra party um may or may not which was the previous uh, which was the party of the previous president mm-hmm. um, may or may not even get any seats. Uh, it may not even be an official party after this. E- even even um, previous parties that have done really well, like the Fujimorista Forza, uh, seem as though they're probably going to get seats, but almost none. And so there's just so many people coming in mm-hmm. that now, it, as you said, that cycle repeats of, okay, well, now there's so many new people. Who of you 
are just like the last guy who was just ousted, right? Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's like in, important. Vis Viscaras was the v, the vice president. He got in because his the president he ran with uh, was embroiled in in the car wash scandals, which we mentioned when we talked about Brazil a yeah. while ago. Um, For taking bribes and then killed yeah. himself. Uh, well, is he the one that killed himself? One of them. Did. There's <laughs> there's like three or four. Oh, how many presidents did it get? But yeah, one of the presidents got uh, one of the former presidents got embroiled in it and killed himself. One has hmm. run away to uh, the U.S. in theory, and there's a thirty thousand dollar reward for his arrest. And which seems yeah, scary. and then I think that the the Ed, uh, that Kuczynski, which was Viscara's pres the president with Viscara before Viscara's, hmm. I think is just facing considerable uh, jail time. Yeah. Um, yes. But. Um, like the bar for Viscaras to be Viscara to be a good president is uh, is fairly low right now. I, I I think another one of the former presidents is in jail for serious human rights abuses. Um, yeah, it's one in jail for corruption and human rights abuses, and four others are allegedly caught in the Odebrecht scandal, which is the car wash scandal. But yeah, he's he's promising to come in and and get rid of parliamentary immunity which has allowed for flagrant crimes to be just occurring all the time um and 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 sort of without any consequence um and then interestingly he's considering restoring the senate um to add the second body to check the what is currently just a unitary body and then and and create some organization to public funding of uh, political parties so that they can't be just accepting bribes so there's these are these are could be big things to restore like to restoring the confidence of the voting public who now wanted them all out but aren't going to vote for anybody it could help to make them believe in voting for somebody but in order to get those changes to vote they have to vote uh, which is an interesting yeah. challenge and so at least hopefully this will have kind of a, a moderating effect because with so many new parties coming in, there'll hopefully be some sort of force towards the center mm -hmm. that will hopefully uh, be somewhat stabilizing in Peru going into especially the presidential mm -hmm. elections next year so that you don't end up with a bad parliament. Mm -hmm. So then you just get a president that's elected because people are mad at their parliament still who will then go on to dissolve parliament and just have another election. Yeah. Hopefully there's some sort of stability in Parliament so that yeah. a president who supports the Parliament and will move forward mm -hmm. uh, is elected. And, yeah, and it's like, this was really like, the calling of this election uh, was briefly challenged by the, but the courts have said it's a good mm -hmm. idea. And largely the decision to call it was sort of credited of avoiding some of the the unrest and uh conflict yeah. that protesters and uh law enforcement in other latin american countries and south american countries have experienced recently um sort of as like mm -hmm. a release valve on that um and peru yeah. is one of the countries uh in south america uh right now is probably economically doing um is economically maybe the most stable um so hopefully yeah if they can if they can address some of these uh, corruption uh, issues and lack of confidence in government issues, they could be on a much stronger track than some of their neighbors. So, I mean, just before closing on Peru, we were talking earlier about the 
potentially unfortunate Canadian collect connection. Yes. Uh, for our, I think maybe we we say sometimes that the majority of our listeners are Canadian, but we see you UK <laughs> and New Zealand and Russia. We see you in the we see you in the stats. So don't feel left out. Yeah, I think it's so we we have been in past asked about what is the Canadian connection to some of the elections we're in, um, and it's important to note that sometimes that Canadian connection isn't. I mean, depending on where you stand, isn't always a great thing. Um, in uh, Canada, in South America, in Africa, a number of countries is involved in resource extraction. It has many, has big companies that are involved. And in Peru, for instance, there was recently uh, very close to the bombing, one of or very close to the election, uh, one of the largest oil pipeline bombings um, that has occurred there happened uh, in, in recent sort of recent memory um and it is primarily impacting a canadian crude oil company um this is sort of often done as a protest uh has been previously done as protest uh by indigenous groups to sort of draw attention to the elections fraud that occurs in the country and to sort of demand that the money and support for civil works projects that they're promised by the government it in theory that are maybe connected to the the money that is supposedly coming from these oil projects uh, these oil pipelines um and and to protest um the resource extraction that's occurring um it's not uh from what i have heard it's not clear who uh attacked the pipeline um and entirely what the motivation was yet uh but it's sort of an interesting factor like it it significant it will significantly impact frontera uh that the 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 proving government uh and it will probably result in the proving government having to uh prove how they will protect that pipeline and and how that fits into the way that they govern their indigenous populations that they govern and their election will be very interesting um balanced off with the demands of what is like what is a very wealthy canadian company and their demands. Okay. Canadian connection in <laughs> Peru. Yeah. This is in contrast to a lot of the things that I see about Peru, which are just Machu Picchu. Yeah. Which seems like a very cool place. Yeah. I feel like I've heard some sad news about it, but let's not go there. Yeah, I feel like the other article <laughs> I saw about Peru was that somebody got kicked, tourists got kicked out for pooping on Machu Picchu. <laughs> They got kicked out Whoa. of the country. Well, you know, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I think they should. What are you doing? Get, you should get kicked out. But that was like, yeah, it was like uh, election news pooping on Machu Picchu. Next headline. Yeah. No, absolutely. This, you know, not tolerated. Okay. <laughs> you know, we try to we try to remain neutral here, probably about politics. But you know what? On this one, I'm just going to say it. We just cannot condone or endorse pooping on Machu Picchu or any wonder of the world, really. Hey, yo, and yeah, get out of get out of their country mm-hmm. too. What? What are you doing? Come on, this is disappointing. Um, and so if we're going to talk about somebody who uh, leaves a lot of countries, never <laughs> <laughs> uh, mind Peru, because we can't make any predictions about it, because the polling is all over the mm-hmm. place. A lot of really low support. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, watch the newsletter though, because we'll probably give a follow up there. Um, you can subscribe to that at probpolitics.wixsite.com slash podcast <laughs> or sending us an email <laughs> at probpolitics at gmail.com but Kaylee uh, meanwhile while they're doing that um, 
can you give us a quick five to ten minute rundown oh, of what's happening with Antonio Gutierrez? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, look. I don't. I think we're gonna have to be quick with this because if you you get into what he was doing too deeply this week, uh, you you gotta dissect the Libyan conflict. So uh, his big thing in this week for sure was uh, continuing to try and. Um, bring the two sides of the, uh, I guess they're not yet calling it a civil uh, civil war in Libya, to the table. They've called a ceasefire, um, and he's he is the UN and himself are trying to broker a uh, peace agreement and also enforce, uh, enforce the uh, halt to any arms sales to Libya. Um, it's significant. Mm-hmm. This is a big... Deal. Uh, there's a lot of people involved in this conflict. A lot of people who want to say a lot, of, not people, a lot of countries who want to say. So at the meeting uh, to to get all the countries to agree to, to stay out of it and to let these the two sides of the Libyan conflict uh, come to an agreement uh, was Angela Merkel, Emmanuel Macron, uh, Boris Johnson, uh, Vladimir Putin. Heavy hitters. Yeah. And all and uh, many Middle Eastern countries were there. The EU was there um, because they all sort of fall on different sides of this conflict for and want different outcomes. Um, but uh, by and large, uh, as Angela Merkel has said, this this cannot become a civil war. We're not going. They they are not going to let it. Apparently, we'll see. Um, Previous talks have broken down pretty much every other time, but there's a lot of investment in in Libya resolving the issue because it, is, it has um, some of the most oil reserves in the Middle East. It is sort of the doorway to Europe between Africa. Um, so it's very important to all these countries that it gets resolved and hopefully resolved in the way that they want it to. And so you see Gutierrez really just trying to keep everybody balanced enough to have these two sides sit down to a table sit down in theory at a table i suppose i don't i don't know maybe there won't be a table um and and it'll be like a video call like we do right yeah now. <laughs> yeah oh i'm just getting a call from antonio right now actually oh uh, just one second uh yep yeah. uh putin i've got to go um anyway but... got a peace deal to broker <laughs> um yeah hey if anybody's hiring actually i am open and willing to broker peace deals yeah look if i think we both yeah are. i think so and look the un is a hotly contested body that maybe you don't feel comfortable with but we are not hotly contested we yeah. are very yeah positive reviews only like five stars <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what our itunes reviews say five stars would totally let negotiate a peace deal for my country <laughs> and i think it's mostly libyans commenting yeah that, so what a twist um yeah leave <laughs> leave reviews on itunes and anywhere you're listening please um <laughs> And Libya, civil war. Let's avoid it. I feel like this podcast is just one long advertisement for our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. Well, Antonio making a pretty good advertisement for the UN this week, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, that and like uh, the, the Security Council is kind of like all these countries are part of the Security Council and basically they have not yeah. managed to broker a peace in a very long time. Um, well, but, I mean, they're also split on whether or not, like, if the civil war were to happen, they're on different sides, yes, right? Yeah, they're with like the Russians and the R- UK and 
France on different. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. So <laughs> that makes it difficult to decide who wins. Yes, but uh, yeah, if you're trying to understand more of what's happening uh, in the Middle East, because you've been hearing a lot about countries like Iran, this is a good place to pay attention as well, because everybody has some thoughts on how it should end. Yeah, if you're feeling confused, this is a great spot to start to be very confused. Yeah, more confused for sure. Kaylee, can we talk about something exciting and yes, fun? Yes, I want my favorite part of the podcast now. Let's go. Space news. <laughs> <laughs> roll, the, roll the audio. Space news. Uh, hey, this week, I'm not even going to, there's no trivia to start this. Mm-hmm. I actually got to run to trivia soon. So <laughs> we're getting, we're cutting right to the chase. Um, and we're going to run towards the story where we're going to watch Adam's walk. Okay. Uh, see All that? right. And so, Kaylee, I don't know about you, but I have always been fascinated by looking. <laughs> I like a. It's like I don't know about you, but I do. Know, <laughs> as you like smirk and giggle at like obviously not. Um, I've always been fascinated by electron microscopy and its ability to resolve individual atoms. Okay. In a molecule. Yeah. I understood individual so, words in that sentence. Yeah. So, I mean, brief, quick background on how an electron microscope works. <laughs> this is like, really like we're so quick, far off the rails. Quick background on the Libyan Civil War. No, carry on. Uh, and so, so electrons are part of atoms, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, an electron microscope, you can see atoms because electrons are really small. Mm-hmm. Um, and atoms are bigger than the electrons, so you shoot electrons at them. Um, you can basically see where the individual atoms are. Mm-hmm. And then atoms are bonded together, and that makes up a molecule. And so you can actually see like little like black little dots where atoms are in a molecule. And then like when you see like drawings of molecules or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they actually look like that. Okay. Uh, so it actually looks like little dots like making up like what like the carbons bonded together mm-hmm. looks like, uh, which is really cool. And like, if you ever have wanted to just like amaze somebody with science and be like, hey, it's the 21st century, we can actually look at individual atoms now. <laughs> like, with your yeah. eyes, you can see. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at a table, you're like, that's solid. But now you look at it and through an electron microscope, and it's mostly empty space. Oh. And it's really an amazing thing to see. Highly recommend. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about this in the podcast before. It's like the first time I ever saw a crystal lattice <laughs> in an electron graph, <laughs> I was just in tears. <laughs> It's as it's an emo, It's as close to a spiritual experience as I have ever had. Okay, so um, I have to find a microscope. So, yeah, I mean, they cost. Yeah, I mean, you could find one. Okay. Yeah, we could. If you if you are ever wanting to fly down to uh, fly down to the lab, mm-hmm. uh, I'll show you. We, we can. Okay. Anyway, um, and so. Like these these bonds that you're looking at are like a million times smaller than the width of a human hair, mm-hmm. like smaller than a wavelength of light of like 400 nanometers. These things are smaller mm-hmm. than that. We're looking at like 0. 0.1 to 0. 0.3 nanometers, right? And so, like a scale perspective is like this: the amount smaller as a soccer ball is to the entire Earth okay. is the amount of a soccer ball is smaller to this <laughs> length scale, right? Just more analogies <laughs> anyway so what this group did was they take like a carbon nanotube mm-hmm. which you may have heard about yeah. right it's like a it's like an individual sheet of just atoms making up yes yeah like individual atoms making up little hexagons mm-hmm. right um and so 
they took this ruthenium molecule, which is just two metal atoms stuck together, mm-hmm. and they took like a video with their electron microscope. Oh. And you can actually see it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing a lot of things with my hands, listeners, but <laughs> imagine. Okay, both of you, everybody listening, take your hands, put them in front of you. And now take your left fist and move it a little bit forward, maybe like to a 45-degree angle with your right fist. And then take your right fist and move it in front of that one. Like it's kind of like walking along. Oh, it's okay. like those, if your two hands are the atoms, mm-hmm. these thing that has one bond in between them wiggles back and forth. Oh. And it like you can actually watch it walk down the thing. Oh. And then all of a sudden, we're going to put the video in the newsletter. So and maybe tweet yeah, it. Well, like go watch yeah. it. It's mind-boggling and you actually see like these two things get further apart and closer together so you can actually see the bond stretching and then at one point the two metal atoms actually dissociate from each other you see them turn into like instead of little circles they turn into like little Mm -hmm. ovals they get far apart and then they go and they pop apart into two individual atoms does the sound effect and then you see them oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) that that, you so there's electron microscope, electron hearing aid. So you can, <laughs> you can hear. And then it's actually so cool. And then you see them pop back mm-hmm. together. And it's the first ever time that we've had, we have a video of like bonds, yeah. atomic, like molecular bonds forming and breaking. Huh. Anyway, it's, if you're bummed about politics and you want to just be just amazed By, yeah. and reminded that human beings are just like fantastic creatures who can do amazing mm-hmm. things. Watch a video of an electron <laughs> microscope looking at two metal atoms popping apart. I it sounds kind of lame right now, and when you look at it, you're like, "Oh, those are just two little black dots." But <laughs> like, no, it's 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 fantastic. Look, I it should win an Oscar. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Ste- yeah, I mean, it, you've really you've hyped me up for it. I'm excited about seeing it now. Um, good good i think i think it sounds cute like the idea of them dancing sort of yeah exactly that's yes they're dancing along great (laughs) last time we tried to humanize a black hole now i'm gonna humanize uh these dancing molecules you know what that's what that's what science communications all right human yeah just personification of low guys uh hey thanks for taking this walk with us Mm -hmm just like those ruthenium atoms. Uh, let us know if you like the positivity news section at the start. Um, maybe we'll put it at the end too. So there's positivity, a we'll bookend with positivity yeah. to an election. Normally in the middle, it's a little bit sad, um, but Hey, there's corruption in Peru that hopefully is getting resolved with the dissolution. Uh, there's Austria has a government. Finally, whether or not you agree with them, they at least have somebody in power. Uh, Jacinda Ardern is trying to turn into a robot <laughs> and Hey, uh, the UN works, and we can take videos of molecules now. So, yeah, the, thanks for listening to Probably Go Politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're taking submissions for uh, explainer videos in summer schools for this year. Uh, so, tweet at us at Prob Politics mm-hmm. or send us an email at probpolitics at gmail.com with what you want explained. And if it's electron microscopy, I'm totally down. Yeah. Kaylee will talk about it. Right. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll lead the discussion. I, I will switch places. Anyway, if you don't have time to send us an email, at least rate us or uh, subscribe to the podcast so that you don't have to go looking. It just comes right to you. We know you're busy. Uh, and so uh, we'll respect your time and end it here. Thank you for listening to Probably About Politics.